Hello. Hi, this is Joey McGarry, unprofessional, unprofessional inline skater of 20 years. Previously identified as an aggressive inline skater, now just someone who skates. Rollerblading, I guess, is still the word. That's still the word that we use. It's been a long time. I've got to work out the kinks here at the start. I've got to get into a flow. Expect some uh, dog barks, a um, little phlegmy in the throat. I have some water. I'll try and even that out. Let's get right into it. I need to try and finish this within an hour because I have to pick the lady up. Um, three uh, big things right off the bat. I got married. Um, September, early September, and now, shit, October's almost over. It was a really crazy day. Uh, if you ever get a chance to get married, it's really surreal because, you know, you do those, um, those email surveys when you're younger, and you'll answer those questions, you know, where do you see yourself in five years or ten years, and then all of a sudden you're in the five years or ten years later, and uh, I gotta say I'm pretty happy with my um, current version of what the current present of me projecting into the future from the past. It's pretty good. Um, th I've been saying to a couple of people lately, as long as I don't, like the worst thing that could happen right now would be that I die. Like everything else I can deal with pretty much because I'm very happy with everything that's happened up to this point. I just have um, a lot of stuff <coughs> that I want to finish. And a lot of good stuff has started. Yeah, like, uh, it was two crazy things um, kind of lumped in together. It was, I got married, and thankfully from that last podcast when I said put out good vibes to get the job, I got, I got the new job, so it was getting married and starting a new job, and then getting sick for like a while during after the wedding and starting the new job. It was a really crazy, uh, like uh, novelty was increased immensely, which is always good, but um, that's why I wasn't podcasting. And we finished Big Wheels 2 and put it out in that time too. It was a really good marker of a bunch of big milestones. Yes, I will include completing a new rollerblading video with getting married and starting a new job. That is, that is, that is important. Just don't tell Lacey that I lumped it together. Actually, she knows that I'm crazy town when I want to finish a new video. It's a good thing. She knows what she got herself into. She knew about Wacky Mode before Wacky Mode existed. She knows that if I'm going to be editing a rollerblading video, um, there's going to be... Yeah, everything else kind of goes out the window. Because you get in the flow state and you... It's crazy, even like, especially on the, on the final stretch of finishing a video, like the last 80 or 90% of it, 
regular time and regular life things like um, when you're at work or trying to listen to someone talk you're all you can see is the the timeline and you're making mental notes of little things that you have to change and fine-tune um, it's good that that I'm not completely down that rabbit hole all the time as I've said before with the prove yourself to it's painful to go in and out of it so quickly but I think it's a good thing why is it a good thing because that would be full-on crazy town I need the structure I need I need the nine-to-five job and and a uh, girl with her head screwed on very tight um, that challenges me to do practical shit like not leave piles of clothes around and unload the dishwasher all like the little things that you want to be good at as a man and I guess now husband I don't really want to I'm not going to use that too much um, I'll probably say like my lady or just say her name um, a wife and husband a little bit like cursed kind of like the word rollerblading sometimes there's just a negative vibe around it when you hear people say like my wife or my husband so yeah I'm not gonna use that I'm sure eventually I will um so yeah thanks for putting out the good vibes this is uh this job um yeah posted a video of of where I work on Facebook, one of the first things that I made, and I'm really excited about it as uh, something that I'm working on, hopefully a long time, like had a, a job that I'll be at, hopefully for the rest of my life, I would think, in case something amazing happened where someone was like, here's $2 million um, to work on rollerblading stuff all day, then then I won't be at this job, but I, this is something that I want to keep probably until retirement because um, it's it kind of has the potential of of like of what I like about mushroom blitting and this podcast is that you're constantly chipping away and trying different things and, and new things and working with and talking to people that give you a new perspective sounds cheesy but <clears throat> it's very true so I see a lot of possibility working where I work now and more than any other job or opportunity I've had uh, as it goes on I think I'm gonna have a decent amount of flexibility after a certain while to work on more skating stuff because believe me Believe me, there's a lot of skating stuff to be done over the next while. Um, Big Wheels 2. What, I have that, I just have that written down. Um, it's old news now, which is the craziest part. Now that I've tried the setup Leon was, was in, it's not just because of the setup that his section was good, because his section was so significantly uh, better, if I said that right. His section was at such a higher level than mine and Todd's. 
Um, well, it would have been if he wasn't on that setup, but him being Leon and being as good as he is mixed with that setup. Now that I've tried the setup, I completely understand that mine and Todd's sections are almost like the uh, like us trying stuff on aggressive skates compared to big wheels now that new setup is like it's going to be even more refined for the next video so I'm glad we didn't there was discussions of maybe filming for two years for this video and but then there's this feeling that you get um, that the video is really close to being done filming wise that that um, there's really not much more you could do or all the ideas kind of you'd, you might just be repeating yourself or you'd be forcing it too much if you kept trying to do stuff. There was like one last day, um, like end of September, because I guess the video came out early October or something like that, um, where Todd, Leon and Colin were going to come up and Todd had the day off and he was going to get a few last minute things, but um, I think Aubrey got sick or something. And uh, his section still turned out great with, without, there's like, you can get hooked because I almost had the same feeling. You can get hooked at like replacing things or switching things around. And I think it was really good that it just came out when it came out because now, um, it just seems like we're gonna make something way better on the new frame, which I'll talk about more. Um, I'm still, I'm really proud of that video and the way that it came out, but it's crazy that I just think that it's now, like Leon's section obviously isn't, but it feels like it's old news already. Um, it's still, I'm really happy with uh, with the feedback on it. It's got like the most momentum out of any video we've made, so it's that's exciting. Feels corny to talk about it, but I had it written down, so I'm gonna try and talk about it. Uh, and we kept kind of going back and forth on doing a paid download, and I asked my gut and slept on it and reflected on it and I didn't, I felt like this wasn't the pay download video. And I think if we film something, like if we film Big Wheels 3 for two years or, yeah, the two main video projects coming up, I don't know if they're both gonna be next year or, or if um, only one video will come out next year and then another video will come out the year after, but the first one is the sequel to Mushroom Blading 2, but obviously we're in the what seems to be the right setup now. So it would be almost be like retracing that trip with the new knowledge, like uh, taking the journey again, but you you brought home the special potion or elixir and you're gonna go back out and pass the knowledge along. If you're talking some Joseph Campbell stuff. And then obviously Big Wheels 3, we've gone 10 millimeters up in our wheels and 30 millimeters out on our frames. And believe me, this shit is crazy. Uh, it's weird to think of like 
an idea that you have for skating and you have it in your head and you're trying so hard to make it happen and then you, you realize that you look crazy probably to so many different people including rollerbladers because you're trying so hard to do things that are different but you're in the wrong technology which sometimes that can be great like if you were um, playing music and you were trying to play a certain kind of music but you only had access to a certain kind of equipment this really bizarre music would happen and it would almost be like it would be crude and uh, it could be likable to some people and inspire them to interpret it in their own way but it also could just be like almost like laughable like almost ridiculous and now and then you might find an instrument that where it's like oh this is way cl this allows me to get way closer to the sounds that I wanted to do and then you f get another instrument so I'm like in third phase now because when I just I got to try those it's the the with the new wizard setup the one that Leon was in for most of the video he was in the SX slash CJ boot it's a carbon boot um, with his frame his wizard frame which is it's the ones that were that Todd and I are in and Big Will's the frames they're they're slalom frames and they have a four millimeter rocker so the outside wheels the wheels are all the same size but the outside wheels are rockered up everybody know I won't get into it but um, Leon had a really good idea because he loved the tricks boot and frame the tricks frame was a 273 millimeter frame which was longer like it comes out more on the toe and heel but the rocker felt the rocker frames felt so good that it just when you put on that skate it felt like it would be natural that Seba would have a rockered 90 millimeter frame with that length but they don't so Leon decided to make it but he didn't just do a regular rocker he has like a special um, like the the wheel arrangement is I think it's different in every wheel position and he calls it natural rocker and I don't know the specifications but I tried the first prototype which was a more severe rocker it had almost like a K2 fallback feeling because it, the the back wheel especially was up quite high compared to the middle two and then he he switched it to make it it's very subtle um, but it's still super maneuverable like a when I got to first try them, it was in the tennis court. I posted a, a video on Instagram. Uh, my ego did actually; it wasn't me. But that's the the part that loves seeing those little uh, notifications when you're at work and you can't skate. Staying connected to people who do skate. It's it's bad. It's bad. I gotta take a internet sabbatical, if that's the right word sometime soon but I get hooked you drink caffeine ah! oh there cue the first one Lucy Luce ah! hey 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 Luce get your bone where's your bone Luce come here hey ah! oh my god pause this shit so I completely lost my train of thought because of the dog barking, Lucy. Yes, I'm talking about you. 
if you can relax, please. I was talking about the wizard frame. Um, but I guess to bring it back to that instrument thing, yeah, it's, uh, it was very maneuverable when I, when I tried it on cones. And I, I was just thinking about it as I was peeing. Um, it feels so corny to say I posted it on Facebook or Instagram. I guess I just have to get used to that part of our language now. Because it almost feels like I'm saying, uh, I drank a Pepsi Cola or I used my, a drawing that I made with Crayola crayons. But what can you do? So the crazy part is this frame is, the wheels are, oh, Leon's setup, that's right. So I totally digress talking about the setup. Most of the section he was in the built-in liner to the CJSX boot. But near the end, all of those, like a couple of the last tricks, and there's like a crap, the run up the rail and the roll up the, the full speed, like roll up the kink ledge, and there's the crab walk to like grabbed solo to crab walk. Um, maybe a couple other ones he had switched. He had like hollowed out the old, the built-in liner and put the intuition liner in and holy shit. Cause that was always my gripe with that skate was um, when Anthony from Seba came up, that skate, like it killed my foot. Like it, it I, I would try and squeeze into smaller sizes, but the liner was so puffy that it would push my toes kind of forward and the tongue was so puffy that it just, my foot didn't seem like it set well in the skate, and I'm sure after you break it in, it would be good, but I was used to the Intuition Liner, which was a lot thinner and broke in way quicker, so um, this was the ticket for me to use this skate again, so it's crazy that it's the, it's a carbon boot with a super responsive liner with a super solid um, aluminum frame and then 90 millimeter wheels, but it's the same ride height as our uh, FR skates, because if you look at the FR, you can't see in the video because we have um, the sole plates hang down. But if you look on the other side of the skate, there's risers in the toe and heel, and then the frame kind of has a riser. So it was almost like we were 90 millimeters off the ground anyway with the FR boot, whereas the SX CJ boot is the, the wheels are really, really close and flush. The, the skate is flat. Um, I think there's a shock absorber to raise the heel and I have a shock absorber um, attached to my intuition liner and then I have yellow super feet which has a little bit more of a heel lift just because of the hockey background I like the heel lift but um, the wheels are extremely close on the CJSX boot with just a thin layer of oh I'm sorry I'll try and be entertaining of carbon fiber. So it's, it's not, doesn't feel any higher off the ground. And the carbon's responsive and the intuition line is responsive. So this setup's crazy. It's definitely changing the way I think about the way I use my skates. And then it made me think about, I was almost overly twitchy, even in like twitchy, probably in a bad, maybe sloppy way in aggressive skates. And then 
twitchy and like trying to force it too hard, even in, in the recent footage in Big Wheels 2. And then with this, I don't know, something about the longer frame and the glide, the way the glide feels, it reminds me of my speed skates. They feel so good to just hold speed and do longer turns. So I can see things getting simplified and refined even more once I get some of my old habits out of my system. So, holy, I totally digress though. I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll, I guess I can cross off talking about the wizard setup in the wizard frame. Might go back to it. But Big Wheels too. So, um, if you liked it, please donate to the site because we didn't do a pay download. So, you can, like, one penny will help. It'll help us. One penny will go towards um, one millimeter of travel in a motor vehicle, or um, it'll go towards a $4 tip at a pub or towards a Tim Hortons coffee when we're traveling for Mushroom Blading 2 Part 2, if we do it. I'm not sure what order those videos are going to go in. So please donate because you've paid $5 for the other pay downloads anyway, you may as well throw us one penny, one dollar, two dollars. We haven't charged for a video since the first mushroom blading, and that came out online anyway for free. So I think the next one we will probably experiment with pay download. I think it's time to make something more ambitious, because that was the thing, like, we have very small windows of time to work on these videos. And so to be more ambitious with something, um, to put more time into it, you feel like, yeah, you want to, if someone's doing a pay download, you just want to make sure that they're getting the best experience possible. And Big Wheels 2 was like hinting towards we're gonna make a really, really, really good video next. This video was pretty good, and Big Wheels was pretty good, and Prove Yourself was pretty good, but it's more, those were more just hinting towards, if we really put in more time and travel more, um, and if we have the time to travel and the resources, then we'll make an even better video. That's kind of where it's at right now. It's too bad because there's not a lot of time to work on skating, but when we do, it is, turns out really good. And it's like the Nickelback album, it's for all the right reasons. So it's good to keep it that way. But I just want a little bit more, just a little bit more time. So that's what's next is the Mushroom Blading 2 sequel and Big Wheels 3. Maybe they'll both come out next year. Maybe it'll be one video one year and one video the next. We could, if we film for two years for Big Wheels 3, holy shit, that video's gonna be awesome, but you get so impatient sometimes, well I do, sitting on footage and I start to edit it. Like I'll edit it as soon as we get back, I'll start organizing and playing around and um, picking the songs and trying out stuff to songs. I'm obsessive that way, but I think it's a good thing. Um, 
the 80 millimeter wheel article is coming out hopefully this weekend. I tried every wheel except I could not purchase or find 80 millimeter solid core super juice wheels. I tried pretty much everything else and wheels are super important to me now after this test. If you can see, I switched my wheels a lot this year and last year I did too actually. And the results are surprising because there really isn't one overall wheel because I found that each wheel had its own style to it and feel. There were some that were a lot better than others, but there was th three that were kind of tied for my favorite. And then even the one underneath that, I really like to use too. So it's a confusing thing. You wanted, for setups it's easier. Like if you find a frame in a boot that you really like, which finally happened, um, it's hard to go back, go to other things and try other things because you, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And believe me, I've made a lot of, done a lot of failed experiments with frames and wheels until I discovered the pre-wizard setup, and now it's like the new wizard setup is even more wizard than the other wizard setup. Um, but wheels. Now that I have a, well, I had. Now that I used a boot and a frame and a liner that I really, really like and can trust, um, I was hoping to find a wheel that I could do that with. And uh, yeah, basically there's gonna be a bunch of trusted ones that you can buy, but the, the bottom, well, the bottom line, oh, I must be running out of words to say if I'm saying the bottom line. But the most important thing, and I've talked about it on other podcasts, is the thing that I've said before is that I've said it before, that stock wheels suck my butt. And uh, kudos to Rollerblade for making the hydrogen wheel because most stock wheels are garbage. And obviously it would raise the cost of the skate a lot, but the experience of skating in better wheels is so much better than stock wheels. I can't. I can't believe how many people I see, um, not only are they in old skates, but they're in, their ankles are bending inward in old skates and they haven't replaced their wheels and they're on bad bearings. There's so much education with skating technology and products that I just wish there were more setups that people could buy that would be good right away. Um, because even just, you could have a really good boot in the frame, but if you have bad stock wheels, it feels like sometimes you're skating on, on bubble gum. And I'm sure for someone who has like a perfect, perfect, perfectly paved path, perfectly paved path, say that a bunch of times, for someone who has a perfectly paved pathway, yes, your experience of skating would be good even if you're in a just kind of a shittier boot and shitty stock wheels. But most people don't skate and stuff like that. Most people, there's cracks, there's shittier pavement, there's that brick stuff that's in Vancouver on the seawall and it makes the, skate, the skating experience horrible. So 
I've, I've obsessed a lot more about wheels, especially now in the higher sizes, you really start to feel if you're on a shitty wheel or a good wheel. Whereas aggressive, it could be, it's pretty easy. Like the wheels had to be somewhat hard, a decent profile. I don't know, I found what I liked for wheels easily on, on aggressive because they were harder to fuck up because they were smaller. And now that they're bigger, the, the profile and the core and all that stuff and the hardness, so there's, a, I don't know, it seems like there's more factors because they're bigger. Anyways, and that, that brings up a whole other issue that now that we're gonna be doing the style of skating that we did on 80s and 90s, there are no options at all um, even close to designed, if you were to bash down a bunch of stairs or jump a gap, um, none of the cores in, on 90 millimeter wheels, as far as I know, are designed, they're only designed for skating. They're not really designed to take the abuse that were dished out. So <clears throat> that's gonna be an issue. I hope someone decides to make a 90 millimeter wheel like the Seba deluxe wheel or if Rollerblade made a hydrogen wheel with a really strong core, that would be amazing. And if you do make it, make the urethane army green and the core black because that's what I want to have on the imaginary mushroom blading pro skate. I have the, the mushroom blading uh, pro setup all planned out, but um, unfortunately it's going to be $900. So I don't think we're, um, it's probably not going to happen. But I have it all planned out. It's going to be sick. Um, I skated in my head all the time. And like um, I replied to the comments on the imaginary post about the mushroom blading pro skate. But um, I'm not sure if it's going to come out. Maybe, maybe 2018 we'll get something together. My people will talk to... Um, the other people. Um, right now, it's, currently, it's an administrative issue. Um, we had a meeting about the meeting. Um, it was uh, there was there was a gray area with the strategic priorities, and um, once we have the document that allows access to the information. Um, we'll have a meeting and um, as long as it's in line with the strategic priorities, then, then the skate will probably be made. Um, the document about the skate, uh, it's 120 pages and we'll get it, we're getting our lawyers and our team to look at it and then uh, maybe it'll come out. They might want the skate to be blue though. I don't, um, not sure if we want to have a blue skate. Anyways, um, I need to give mad props to Richie Eisler for calling me out when I'm beating the dead horse of um, poking fun at aggressive skating and making jokes and sometimes being negative and answering. Actually, there's two people. Kevin Dowling is good at calling me out and Richie's good at calling me out. These are always signs that I need to take an internet uh, leave of absence 
Absinthe. <laughs> oh, absinthe would be awesome right now. Internet leave of absence uh, usually signs. But um, Richie's been really good at, because at, he's so quiet. There's so many people in skating that are quiet. And they let their skating do the talking. Richie's very good at that. Um, a lot of the a lot of the people that we hold very high in aggressive skating are very quiet and don't talk a lot and are not spoken. And a lot of the times, that's the golden way to do it. But it is cool that um, that Richie has been calling me out. Kevin Dowling is awesome because he's always been outspoken and outspoken. And we need more people like that. Um, it would be awesome if if. Brosca or Julio or Farmer or you know some people went on rants more. Um, I just I selfishly would love to read a rant or some truth, but you know, letting your skating do the talking and keeping a low profile is a very smart way to do things. Um, but Richie gave me some really really good advice, if I'm allowed to say it. He's going to be coming on the podcast anyway. And we'll be talking about all this stuff more because it, it's great. Um, he said, well, the thing was, was that I'm in Kamloops and I have a very traditional life outside of skating. I have a very structured, fairly normal life. Um, and my experience of skating is in terms of other people, it's I see some people in Vancouver sometimes. I'll see Todd, Leon, Colin. I'll sometimes see some of the local guys, like Matter and Sterling, skate with them. Not as much as I would like. And I see some people who are passing through. But my experience of skating in real, rea really, really real reality is very. Um, it's very solitary for the most part and very uh, narrow, but not in a bad way. And like I'm very focused in what I want skating to be, especially like going for solo sessions and things and counts. It's so far removed from a lot of people's real skating reality where they skate with larger groups of people or talk with a lot of different skaters in person. And what I'm the podcast obviously can make me, not podcasting, can make me more narrow-minded. And what I'm getting to is that my experience of interacting with people about skating can be a lot of times like on the internet. And so Richie made a really good point, if I can bring it up, that, oh yeah, and that's what I was going to say. And then Richie lives the opposite perspective where he meets everybody in person and he sees a wide range of things and travels to a wide range of places and talks to lots of people in person and um, he said like the negativity that you that you see on the the internet is it's barely there like and this is a, such a good point it's not there really if you're talking person to person like there's so much that's said online that would never be said face-to-face, -face, and I think that counts for someone. And he said, you know, like, the, the, it's more, it's mostly all positive. It's never 
negative when you talk to people because rollerblading is so tiny now. Um, and that's where our perspectives would clash because I would, if I would be overly opinionated or critical or beating the dead horse with an old joke, it's easy to do that for me because I'm in Kamloops and I'm on the internet talking to people on the internet and it's easy and, and fun. So I thought it was cool that he called me out that way because I do know that the more I podcast, which doesn't count as interacting with people face to face, but it is a better way of communicating um, ideas about skating and, and hearing different perspectives. And so that really, it's funny that there's, there was already discussion of this prior to Richie saying it, but it really put it into perspective that he said, you know, it's not, real life is not the way the internet is. I thought, I don't know, with skating, he means, you know, that if I was to travel and meet more people face to face, which I am so stoked to do, I'm hoping to do it more because that was my next note, um, to, to take my big wheels and travel and meet more people. And uh, Kazu, Kazu M. Skate, who came to Kamloops, really inspired me too, that he, to, to travel and meet all of these people and get an overall experience of skating firsthand. Um, I don't know, there's a lot, there's a lot to that. Um, so I'm hoping, as the years go on, that we can afford and have the time to travel more, whether it's m just me, whether it's me and Todd and Leon, whether it's me and Todd, whether it's me and Leon, I don't know. I don't know how we'll do it, but I, I'm hoping we can go on the road and take this shit out and meet people and I think it'll give me a much better perspective than just, but I love, I love just, I love being removed. I love it, but I know I have to challenge myself beyond the podcast. And yeah, not podcasting can make me narrow-minded and stupid towards skating. It can be really good in terms of forming your own vision and skating exactly how you want to, but uh, yeah, traveling and talking to different people, different perspectives is, that's, it's just like the logical progression. It's not, I'm not, I don't have a life where I can just drop for a month or two and go traveling. I mean, I'm hoping with the way my life is going to be set up over the years that I will have some nice chunks to do it. So that's kind of how I've set things up. Fingers crossed really it's kind of like over the next decade my plan is to release lots more videos in lots more locations and travel and meet more people and big wheel the fuck out of planet earth fingers crossed god damn that would be so fun holy shit and then um you would still be subjected to me skating the old parking can loops unfortunately, but I would try my very hardest to keep that out of 
lots of video projects, you're always going to see that part. But I'm just saying, like, to keep things fresh, uh, not only for my brain and my feet that are in my skates, but also for um, the videos and the perspective of skating. So thank you, Richie. And Kevin Dowling, a secondary person who's really good at, at um, ringing the negative Nancy bell. It's important. It's important to have people that can call you if you're being ridiculous, which is really easy to do on the internet because if you're sitting in an office chair five days a week um, and you haven't skated, you might lose touch with um, that pure feeling that should probably inspire positivity instead of negativity. I should have gone into a conscious rap there. <clears throat> um, just a little bit more time here. Um, mm, the wizard set up just one more note. So I put out that edit um, of me testing the frames and I'm going to try something, hopefully if I have time this weekend. Though I think there's going to be two more edits. Uh, if the weather's nice, uh, Todd and I are filming something tomorrow night. I don't know if we're going to film more for that or not, but there's going to be th three or four wizard frame test edits, hopefully before Leon takes the frames back, because he's taking them. Speaking of traveling, I, I don't know where he's going or what he's doing, if he's going to the Blading Cup or what. But I know he's taking them on the road, and um, he's going to have to pry them out of my hands. Maybe Todd's too, because I don't want to give them back because I want to skate, skate them over the winter. Lucy, they're even. I didn't think they would be amazing for cone skating, and the stability of them, are, man, they're so fun. But anyways, my note was going to be the edit that I put out. Um, there was just some like kind of very traditional, normal rollerblader or whatever would it's like a 90 millimeter stock wheel on a rollerblader a k2 is very soft i think it was like 84a and the core it's not necessarily bad but it's just not good now that i've been skating good wheels the last year and trying all the different types of there's like different core designs and different hardnesses and different profiles um you can really feel like a stock wheel, even in a 90, because naturally most people would try a 90 millimeter wheel and it'll feel good because the wheel's so big and it's fast. But a higher quality 90 millimeter wheel will take that setup and make goddamn rocket boots. So <clears throat> I'm making, what I'm going to try and do is make the exact same edit. Um, like uh, in a movie when you see like a scene repeated, but there's things that are slightly different. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to be in better wheels. And uh, I'm hoping it shows just how different, like just how much faster and how much, um, how much more maneuverable and grippy. Because, roller, um, yeah, in rollerblade hydrogen wheels, I ordered some 90 millimeters. They should be here tomorrow. And I'm hoping to, yeah, repeat that exact same edit, but in better wheels. I think it'll be really cool. In my head, Everything's going to be way better and faster because it's better wheels. I could flop, though. But I think it's an interesting idea, trying to make the exact same edit 
but one factor has changed, you're in better wheels. I don't know, I think it's a cool idea. I hope I get time to do it. I have about 10 minutes. Um, oh, lastly, um, skiing. It's weird. There's things that have kind of like crossed together slowly that um, trying these longer frames, especially at the old park, um, it's weird when you, in like a video game, in like Metroid, when you got, uh, got like a new thing, like a new power and it unlocked, you were always, or in like a role playing game, you know, you get, the environment stays the same, but you acquire something that, that makes you think of that thing. Oh, now I can do, now I can go to that place and access that new environment because I can, in Metroid, like, you know, when you can roll into the ball. I can't remember if that's a power that you can get or whatever, but you know the video game metaphor. You get some kind of uh, gift or instrument or upgrade that, that allows you to use your environment in a new way. It was totally like that with the frame. Um, and I was always skeptical about longer frames, but now it makes so much sense that you could have a super long frame with a severe rocker on it. And uh, I swear, I swear you could go even longer than 273 millimeters um, and bring the rocker up a little bit. And watching these ski videos, I'm seriously thinking that there could be some kind of a, a flex, like a tip and tail. It would be rockered. It would be a long frame. It would still be maneuverable. Um, but there would be flex in the tip and tail or the front and back. And I, and watching skiing is making me think a lot more about, um, a lot more about that, that skiing doesn't, skates translate to skiing, but skiing doesn't translate to skates. But I think we could eventually be crossing into some kind of weird, hybrid where skating looks closer to skiing um, through technology and not vice versa. Like skis have gotten fatter and they're rockered and skates have just kind of ugh, ugh, just kind of ugh, stayed the same. Just ugh. you know, no huge innovations in, in frame or wheel um, profile or standard or, I don't know, there's something there. Like boots obviously are great. There's boots and liners. Those things don't have to change that much, but the actual base, the thing that we're riding on, it makes so much sense that, that yeah, the frame could be long and you would have to give up some things obviously, but that's kind of the direction I've been going in anyway. So watching these ski videos, this week specifically, um, Oil and Water on the Armada Vimeo account. It's like a 14 minute ski video watching that. Specifically, Phil Casabon, not, I don't know how to say his name. Not that I can do anything in that section, but watching 
what he's able to do on this long base that flexes in the tip and tail, but also with it's maneuverable still because it's got a little bit of rocker to it. Um, and then I watched uh, the recruitment, which one of my favorite skiers, Max Hill, was in, but it was a fucking dud. Um, just show the skiing. There's no need for high concept art. I just need to see the skiing. That's all. There's a, there's been oh man, like uh, into the mind and the recruitment and Valhalla are just yes we get it. You have a really really nice camera and you're trying to be a filmmaker. Congratulations, great job, great job. Clap, clap, clap. Ooh, look at all these nice shots. Great. Can you show the skiing? Thank you. <sighs> but I watched um, a level one video on the iTunes store called Less. And uh, it's so crazy. It's, it's like you're watching the... You're watching like Dustin Latimer and Brain Fear Gone, but just for a whole video where amplitude, style, creativity, and progression just all come together. And you're just constantly surprised at where they're taking their sport. And it's so funny because we're both on plastic boots. We're both doing the exact same stances. And we're very, very closely wanting to do exactly the same thing. But skiing is so far ahead of the game. <laughs> and, and rollerblading is stuck in the dark ages. Um, like I said, not necessarily boot-wise, more just the way we use our skates and the way we think of our skates. Um, and obviously skiing's been around for so long and it needed snowboarding to happen and some failed experiments. If you ever read that Jason Leventhal who made line ski boards, you know, he kind of made the idea of free skis before free skis, but didn't do it right because they were still too short. And I kind of feel like that's what I want to be doing with skating. Obviously, I need people to come up with the ideas because I'll, I'll try everything. I can't build anything myself. So Leon making this frame and finding the intuition liner and hollowing out the finding Sebas to begin with and experimenting with rocker frames like I need, I need his experiments and then I need to watch these ski videos. I don't know, I need to take these things and I'm ready to do the experimenting to get to where I think we're going. It might not, I don't know. It makes, it just makes me think of like skis were a certain way for so long. And then there, were, there was just this short window of um, line ski boards in the McConkie documentary when he put on like a water ski and basically rail slid down a mountain and then the the air carving video where um, Solomon made the the first twin tip I think it was called the 1080 or something there was like all this stuff happening at the same time and then they just arrived at a standard of these fat twin tip skis with these rocker and I just I look at um, rollerblading frames and 
and we're still like you know we're, it's starting a little bit like with big wheel experimentation and power blade frames and we we were on slalom frames for the last video and we were able to do some stuff so it's it, I don't know skiing there's a lot to learn from them and then more than their technology is what they're doing with it they're not they just they're just throwing out the rule book. There's just so much stuff in ski videos that um, it's everything that I want rollerblading to be and what I think it could be. But I've never been a particularly talented rollerblader. And so I see people who are really good at rollerblading and just kind of stuck in the old ways. And I wish they were experimenting with with some new technology or trying to push it a little bit because it's crazy to think of these some of these skiers <coughs> if this technology hadn't been invented and there hadn't been people pushing it in the free ski direction some of these kids well they would have been kids at the time they would have been snowboarders and just not adapted they wouldn't have had the technology to kind of like emerge through um that that idea of like um Jason Silva talks about it like if the guitar wasn't invented in time for Jimi Hendrix to push it you know like if Phil Casabon was a snowboarder then we wouldn't we wouldn't get to watch him on skis i don't know i think i'm digressing at this point but yeah it's this weird this weird swirling mess of ideas right now because it's Leon's section in Big Wheels 2 and then trying the frame and then watching these ski videos. I'm just starting to connect dots that are, it connects me to when I first tried skates, that pure enjoyment of skating had nothing to do with grinding or, or, or Senate, or I hadn't discovered anything, so now it's like come full circle and now I'm seeing the progression that I wanted to see in skating and skiing, but I'm starting to use technology that's, that's enhancing my feeling of skating the first time I tried skates, and then I have all this, these failed experiments on aggressive skates for two decades, and some things that kind of worked that I can adapt and take some things from skiing, but then my skates feel like the first time I tried skating and there's all this stuff that makes me really excited about the next decade. To the point that I think pretty confidently because um, the style of skating that I want to do and on this new setup, it's possible to do it well into your 50s, I'm pretty goddamn sure. And especially if you had a setup that you liked um, and you really started, if it became like a sec like a extension of your body, the, the subtle things that you would learn that you'd be able to apply to skating. I mean, there's, it's amazing because it's just movement with wheels on your feet, but that's a whole other thing. So that's everything. Um, let me read the podcast list now that I have this list of stuff that I wanted to talk about done. Um, here's the list. Now, some of these are going to be just me 
Some are going to be just Todd. Some will try and get both of us in on it. Um, but here's the list, the remaining, or our list of who's coming up on the podcast. So um, hopefully we can get all these done before 2015, but we'll see. Mike Torres, Rob Guerrero, Kevin Yee, Kevin Dowling, Jacob Barnes, Richie Eisler, Ollie Benet, hope I said that right, B, B Love Harden, Dave Lang, Brian Kranz, Leo Oppenheim, and that would bring us to episode 200. There might be some solo podcasts and maybe get Leon in there. Um, and then for 200, hopefully Arlo. He said, he has said, and I said it, Arlo would love to be on episode 200. It would be very fitting that Arlo gets 200. So that is a good goddamn list. And now that the weather's getting shittier and the video's done, um, it's going to be all about podcasting, uh, hopefully getting some articles up, and then we'll see. Maybe some how-tos over fall and winter, but it might just be straight up podcasting and writing mode. And I do want to meet everybody who listens to this eventually. I just, the time and the money aspect, we're just not there yet. But again... That's the beauty of it, isn't it? Thank you for listening, and we will return very soon with, I think Mike Torres is up first. Good night, and enjoy everything, including reality and non-reality. Yeah.